0: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: We we, we were talking earlier today, and there is a big event in the sports world this week, and... I don't even really want to talk about it, man. There's so much other stuff going on. I don't even want to talk about the NFL draft, bro.
2: I'm with you. I don't disagree in any way. You know, there's a big weekend (laughs) in sports, not just not just in, you know, the NFL world, which unfortunately for us never stops. But um, there was some pretty big events. So I was pretty pumped on it. And I think both of us not being the biggest fans of UFC you know, kind of got into it. And I'm just, I don't want to talk about the draft. I'm I'm totally with you. Just the draft can another day, another day we can talk about the draft, but today let's talk about some other stuff.
1: Yeah, well let's let's talk about something and I am really fanboying right now because I am I am not I'm not even gonna fake the funk. I am the fairest of fair weather baseball fan there is. I truly only pay attention during like The playoff time. That's it. That's the only time I really pay attention because I mean, the stakes are so high and the games are, you know, normally really, really tight and and compelling and so many different storylines. But right now, the last thing I want to do is watch a baseball game. Until today, like literally today, I told you, yo, we got to, I want to record the show early, but the Padres are playing the Dodgers and I want to see Fernando Tatis play. And. Dude, I mean, it's it's crazy the amount of of people that I know personally who don't watch baseball ever. Like they never watch baseball, and everybody's hitting me up. Yo, Ray, what's up with this Tatis guy? Like before we get on the show, Jay, I can show you. My, I can show you my computer, bro. I tried to buy a Fernando Tatis authentic jersey they're sold out. Like I can't buy one anywhere. I I went to Dick's Sporting Goods, Sports Authority, the MLB shop, uh, the San Diego Padres shop, sold out. Like they have a 3X. I want the white Padres Tatis stitched jersey and you can't buy it anywhere. And I'm just like, his swag, right? What he brings, like the way that he plays, like his aura, his demeanor, his I don't give a fuck attitude. Like, I know he's not the best overall player in baseball right now. I mean, hell, he's like made like two errors tonight. He hit another home run, but I know there's area of his game, areas of his game that he needs to clean up. But dude, when you're talking about just getting the casual fan to pay attention to Major League, that's when you know you're a superstar. A superstar can take the most casual of casual fan and make them lock in and that's exactly what Fernando Tatís did for me today.
2: Yeah, and it's funny that you talk about him in like such a big way like, you know, I just I can't stop watching Fernando Tatís because I think that's what makes him so compelling from the very beginning is just the energy he brings, like you said, don't really give a shit what you think attitude. Um, and I think that's kind of evolved over the years he's been in the majors. Like it's only his third year, but When he came up, he was still somewhat reserved, but definitely he's found that swagger. Um, His teammates, Eric Hosmer, Manny Machado, um, Cronesworth and all these guys have really embraced him. And I think that's allowed him to be more open, more energetic and really boost his team. Like when you talk about a player who when he does something, his whole team gets pumped for it. There's very few in the majors that get more excited than Fernando Tatis' teammates. Like you're talking about Ronald Acuna, Javier Baez, you know, Mike Trout to some extent, but that's just because he's amazing. Uh, but Tatis brings some of the largest energy that we've ever seen really in baseball. And that's why people like you want to watch Tatis play and don't really care so much about what his average is or how well his feeling percentage is. It's It's about watching him do something special. And those are the players that we all clamor to, right, is we want to see a guy that can just do something that not a lot of guys can do. And yesterday I watched Tatis hit a ball out of the park. That was probably four or five inches out of the strike zone off of the player that won the Cy Young Award last year as the best pitcher in the National League. So what else do you got to say other than how great Tatis is and how great he can be over the long term?
1: So what do you think, you know, when I think, and tell me if I'm wrong here, when I think about players who sort of stopped what everybody was was doing at their individual homes across the country, across the world, when they took the field, when they took the court, when they took the pitch, whatever the case may be. Like, I'm thinking about Tiger Woods. When Tiger Woods golfs, like, like, you're trying to see what's going on. Even if you're at work, you're trying to see, you know, how did he do on this hole? Like, I want to see Tiger T off, you know, where are they at? What's Tiger doing? Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of other athletes that just captivated us that have captivated us like that. There are very few, man. I know, you know, in soccer, I think when Messi or Ronaldo are playing, like, people want to watch that, right? When yeah. I think about the U.S. women's uh, soccer national team during, you know, when they were going for their World Cup, like, I wanted to watch them. I wanted to watch them dominate. I wanted to watch them compete. Usain Bolt, when he ran, when he when he was going to run in the 100-meter dash finals, I knew when that was. A lot of people were locked into that. Outside of that, man, I mean, I'm even thinking about stars like LeBron James. Like, LeBron James plays all the time. No one's, like, rushing to go home to watch LeBron James play. Uh, Football. Patrick Mahomes. Are people really, you know, stopping what they're doing on a Sunday to watch Patrick Mahomes as crazy as he is? Not
2: really. I think the crazy part about what you're saying is um, you brought up a lot of, or at least a few, individual sport athletes Um, And I think that's a little bit different, right? Because you want to see what that person can do on their own in their field, uh, whatever. But Tatis, again, it's a team sport, but baseball is that weird sport that is very much an individual sport as well. Like it's one on one. It's the batter versus the pitcher, Um, but it's nine batters versus a pitcher nine times, 27 times, or 27 outs, whatever you want to look at it, but it's really this one-on-one event. And um, I'd love to get your perspective on this, but in my opinion, like there is no greater individual play than a walk-off home run. Like I don't, I can't really think Mm. of a play in another sport that is more exciting Mm. than a walk-off home run. And and part of that's my bias. that I I do like baseball a lot. Um, I wouldn't say baseball is my favorite sport, but I could literally show you a clip of a random player just hitting a walk-off home run and just like how crazy the fans go, how exciting it is for the teammates. Like, And then you think about in the playoffs, you see walk-off home runs. It's like magnified that 10 times. Like I look back at, I remember when the Cubs and Indians were in the World Series, Rajai Davis hitting a game-tying home run in, I believe it was the ninth inning or the eighth inning. Like the place went crazy. You hear see the video of LeBron James flexing at Progressive Park in Cleveland. Like, it, it's just it's the one event in sports that if you know how hard it is to hit a home run to do that, you know, at the late stages of a game to win it, like it's very difficult to match that kind of energy ability moment in sports, period.
1: Yeah, you touched on a couple of things. So I want to walk it back real quick because I was naming athletes that in majority of them were individual athletes in individual sports. You know, in the team game, I think it's hard to pinpoint uh, you know, a certain, a particular athlete for one play that you just stop and watch. I think the closest thing is, you know, when Michael Jordan was nearing the end of his career, people wanted to know what was going on with MJ in your Japan. Your and even then, he wasn't even with the Bulls. He was with the Wizards. So uh, when I think of like just moments from a team game, like literally, and, and I'm not the biggest baseball fan either, but all of those moments have come in the baseball world. I remember... Rushing home to watch Mark McGuire versus Sammy Sosa. Like, I just, I wanted to see that chase for, what were they going for, 62, 60? 60, like And it was like every other night, Sammy with a home run, McGuire with the home run. Like, I wanted to see that. I wanted to see Barry Bonds hit 70 home runs. Like, I vividly remember... They, they, I mean, ESPN had the Barry Bonds watch every time he was up to bat. Like, it didn't matter what program they were showing. They were cutting the Barry Bonds. Like, I wanted to watch Barry Bonds blast a home run in that San Francisco Giants stadium. Like, I wanted to see that happen, right? at the boats are in the water. Everyone's trying to get those. Like, every one of those moments happened in baseball where I'm just like, I wanted to, the hell with what I was doing. I needed to be there to see that. As far as moments in sports that can compete with a walk-off home run, dude, I don't think there, I think there are a lot of exciting moments in sports, right? Like in football, when Marshawn Lynch, the beast mode run, the beast quake, right? Where he literally shook the ground when he trampled down the New Orleans Saints throat. I think that was an incredible moment. You know, the David Tyree helmet catch, incredible moments in football but th- those aren't, like, walk-off moments to end the game. I think the closest thing is, like, a, uh, you know, game, game-winning game buzzer-beater shot, right? Whether yeah. that's...
2: But you think man, about, like, half- Kawhi, right? Like, that's the biggest one in memory is Kawhi's buzzer-beater. And I don't know if, like, ah, it's close. Like, that's that to me, um, being, like, in Toronto and seeing the reaction from from people in Toronto, like... That's about as close as it gets, as far as just like. So, but here's walk-off. here's the thing, was game though, seven in the in the playoffs. So,
1: well, and and see, it's situational, right? I think walk offs to win it. It doesn't matter if it's a regular season game. Of course, it's heightened if it's in the playoffs. But I think it's because the difficulty, the degree of difficulty to hit, it's the, it's the craziest thing, right? Baseball, if you fail as a hitter. Seventy percent of the time, you're like a Hall of Famer. Like literally, you're in the Hall of, you're, you're in the Hall of Fame if for your career you failed seven out of ten times. Seventy percent of the time, you step to the batter's box, you fail. You're in the Hall of Fame conversation, batting three hundred for your career. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it's I'd the it's the only sport where you're not like there's no fifty percent batters out there. No one's batting five hundred for their It's just so damn difficult. And anybody, if you think it's easy go to the batting cage and put the speed on 60 and try to hit that let yeah. alone 80 90 and it's moving right so i think the degree of difficulty to hit a home run and then to hit a walk-off home run to win it it's probably the not only the one of, one of the more difficult things to do in sports but probably just exciting captivating moments because we see buzzer beaters all the time. Like in the NBA, there are, there are, I t- Devin Booker, Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, LeBron James Like it, there are so many buzzer beaters every single night in basketball or every other night there's a buzzer beater. Um, I, I think we just see that a lot. So it's not as exhilarating as a walk-off home run. And in this player, Tatis, what I, what I am attracted to, man, is, I know there are great players in Major League Baseball. I mean, even the game tonight, Mookie Betts on the other side of the, on the other side of the field is a superstar in his own right. No one's even talking about him. It's the fact that the reason why a lot of people aren't drawn to baseball, A, their marketing stinks, and then B, it's like all these unwritten rules. Oh, you got to, when you hit a home run, you got to be kind of stoic and just go around the bases and like, fuck that, man. Like, hit a home run talk Straight your up. shit through your dance like i mean when pitchers striking out batters they're pumping their fist and yelling and screaming and i just like when i see that type of energy that type of vibe that type of you know fuck this uh, unwritten rules type system like i'm going to celebrate i'm going to you know skip at third base i'm going to hold up the Covering an eye, like I'm gonna have fun with it. I think that will attract more players to the mm-hmm. game of baseball.
2: Yeah, and I think um everything you're making is just really funny. And and one of the reasons why this storyline is so big is just because the Padres have been the laughing stock of baseball for a long time. And the Dodgers coming off the they're the champs, right? They're coming off a, a title. They just brought in Mookie Betts, now they're bringing in Trevor Bauer. And so actually the funny thing about that story with him covering his eye is that Trevor Bauer struck out like six guys or something in two innings or three innings or whatever. And he said he threw every pitch with his eye with one eye closed. Right? So he was bragging to the media about how, "Oh yeah, I'm striking these guys out with one eye closed. Imagine if I open both my eyes." And so when Tatis <laughs> hit that home run, Covers his eye to be yeah. like, oh, yeah, I got one eye closed when yeah. I hit that home run, right? Just to kind of throw it back at him. And to kind of give Trevor some credit, he said he has no problem with it. I um, mean, he's a yep. guy who has very much embraced this side of baseball, has defended Tatis in the past. Um, but like you said, there's a lot of these unwritten rules and there's a lot of foreign players, um, Latin descendant players, where that's how they play. When they hit a home run, they backflip, they yell, they scream, they have fun. Um, But to bring that to America has been very frowned upon. And I, the thing I love about Tatis more than anything, I think, um, is like you mentioned with him kind of being different, it reminds me a lot of Ken Griffey Jr. And the reason why I love the parallel especially is because Ken Griffey Jr. is the kid, right? He's the kid who wore his hat backwards and all of that. And um, Tatis' nickname is El Nino, which is essentially, it's the boy, but it's essentially the kid. So he's kind of like the Latin version mm of Ken Griffey Jr. and what he could mean to the sport going forward. And that's one of the parallels that I really love um, comparing Tatis to Griffey because, you know, again, the son of a famous baseball player. And I don't know if you heard the storyline about how Tatis hit two home runs. I believe it was on Friday. And that was the same exact day that his dad hit two home runs in the same inning. I think it was actually two grand slams in the same inning. Yeah, And he's the only player to ever do that. I would imagine like you can vet me on that if you want, but I know that Tatis Sr. did it. And then in the same Dodgers stadium, Tatis Jr. did the same thing. And it's just incredible to think about a story like storyline like that unfolding.
1: So let me ask you, because you know more than better than I do. He's not the best baseball player in the major leagues, right? Like he's still there's still a lot of room for growth. It's still Mike Trout, right? Mike Trout is still the guy. And, you know, we were talking about it earlier. I think Tatis is... You know he's not that good in the outfield right now, or at his position at shortstop. I saw yeah. him muffle a couple of balls today, uh, so he's still not like it. It would he even be a top ten player or top five player in Major League Baseball right now.
2: It depends on how you slice it, right? Because the thing about Tatis is that you kind of would compare him to like a boomer bust player, and it's because he's the kind of guy that will try and do something spectacular. So when you see a quarterback try and make a, a ridiculous throw like Patrick Mahomes, right? He may make a ridiculous yeah. throw, but he may make, you know, like 60% of them. So Tatis is kind of like that in some respects. He may try to dive for a ball and miss it, or he may, may try and make a ridiculously difficult throw rather than holding on to the ball. And he's a bit more of a risk taker in that sense. And that's probably why he's having these errors. And again, it's early in the season, so we're not going to worry too much about the errors. But I would say he's probably at least top 15, top 10. Um, But potential-wise, you know, people would put him easily in the top five because of what he's doing at 22, you know, you forecast that forward and the dude could be, like, unstoppable by the time he's 25.
1: So would you say he's like the Patrick Mahomes in Major League Baseball? Would that be a good comparison to as far as the talent, the skill set, some of the things that they can do on their respective fields? Is he that type of transcendent-type player?
2: I think he is, although I would actually compare Ronald Acuna to Patrick Mahomes mm. and the only reason why is because Acuña is a legitimate 5-tool player which is a player that can play any position, pretty much, he, he plays all, all throughout the outfield. He can hit, he can run, um, he can defend. Like, he got moved to right field, but he can play center field, which is where Mike, Mike Trout plays, right? So you think about a player who most emulates Mike Trout is probably Ronald Acuna right now. Uh, I think Tatis could maybe get there, but the, what Acuna can do in the field, especially uh, already, Tatis, for whatever reason, is having some air issues, but I think that Acuna is probably the more complete player overall. But Tatis is certainly a tremendous talent in baseball.
1: All right, man. Well, there. They, uh, listen, I just think players like this, the major leagues, they should embrace this. I did see the quotes or the interview post game from Trevor Bauer saying that he didn't mind it at all. He was like, "Dude, you know, a guy hits a home run, he should be able to celebrate that." And I think it's going to take that sort of, you know, buy-in, collective buy-in around the major leagues to say like he hit a home run man celebrate that shit like when i strike out cats i'm excited and and whatever i just think it will bring more excitement to the game of baseball and listen when you're when you're drawing that's the sign of a superstar when you can draw in the casual fan to watch the game i mean may, the mlb should definitely Definitely embrace this moving forward, and you know, kudos to Tatis. And I promise you, man, I'm gonna get one of them damn jerseys. I'm gonna continue to search until I find an available all white pinstripe uh, San Diego Padres.
0: Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more with a Credit Karma Money Spend account. You can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply.
1: The Jersey because I need that joint in rotation. Now, we talked about, let's, let, let's talk about the draft because I know we don't want to. All right. But we have to. We have to talk about the draft, but I'm going to spin it a little bit. We're going to talk about football. We're going to bring up the draft, but I'm going to talk about something that, man, it's just... It's crazy for me, Jay, and and for those of y'all listening and watching, I did not tell uh, Jordan what we were going to talk about tonight because I wanted his raw opinions. I wanted your real, like just real talk on this one right here um, because it's something that's, it's bothered me for a while, man, like from the very first Destination Devi podcast that I that I did. I thought about talking about this topic at that point in time, but the following was small, and I didn't think enough people that probably needed to hear the conversation would hear it. So I've refrained for two years from having this conversation. But over the past like week on Twitter, I just I've seen a lot of things, and I just want to get your opinion because it seems like the football world has a big problem with women commentating and talking about football. And I did not know that having a penis was a prerequisite for having football knowledge. Like I, I didn't know, I didn't know you had to have a penis in order to talk about football or to understand the game. Uh, and and to me, it's just ludicrous. it's it's actually quite ignorant for people out there to say, First, you've got to stick to sports crowd, right? If we talk about anything other than sports or athletes talk about anything other than sports, stick to sports. But then when you have a woman talk about the game of football, you don't hear the shit in basketball. You don't hear it in with, with baseball or, or anything like that. It's with football, right? Mm-hmm. When women talk about football, it's, oh, what the hell are you doing? You don't know the game. How dare you even talk about a quarterback throwing the ball? How do you know that Justin Herbert is a good quarterback? How the hell do you know that Najee Harris is a good running back? And to me, it's some of the most ignorant shit that I have seen, that I witnessed, that I hear. And I can't believe there are men out there who actually think that a penis is a prerequisite to talking about football.
2: Yeah, and I'm, I'm totally with you. And it's funny that you bring up, you know, I didn't play college football. So like a lot of us, I really just learned by watching the game and to think that a woman can watch the game and learn the same way I did the same way countless others did. To me, is just crazy. And I think in a lot of ways, that's how we learn, right? We we learn the game by watching it, you know? Everyone can form their own opinion, whether you're a man, a woman, and everyone deserves that right equally. But like you said, it's just not. Yeah. I played football, right? You know why I played football? Probably one of the worst divisions in Canada at the high school level. <laughs> so how much do I really know about football compared to a regular person I would say, you know, maybe 1%. I know all the positions. That's, that's about where my football knowledge started. And so what else did I do? Well, I played Madden. Oh, wow. Fantastic. I played Madden. You know, anyone can play fucking Madden. Like, seriously, what are we talking about here? For some reason, this big macho sport of football is reserved only for men and men only. And bro, I can't even tell you how much it frustrates me because there's so many smart women out there that understand football better than I do, that know football better than I do, but don't have the platform I do because I haven't done a good enough job to help them get there. Dude, there's some absolute
1: powerhouses in the football space that are women. And I'm talking about bosses. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Whether that's the fantasy space, the NFL world that will talk circles around my ass. And I played college football and I wouldn't want to be on the mic with them because I know they know their shit. And I don't look at a woman and say, you, what do you know about playing football? What the hell do you know about playing? What do I know about playing in nice. the NFL? And damn it, the armchair quarterback at home keyboard warrioring away with Cheeto puff stains on his on, on his tank top he sure as hell doesn't know about the game or or can sit there and, and claim they know more about the game than a woman just because of the male anatomy it's it's an ignorant ignorant blasphemous thing to do and like I said there are pot, like one of one of the people that I interact with in the fantasy space, the draft network that I'm pretty sure millions of people are going to be going to ahead of the NFL draft, the CEO of that company, the Draft Network, Paige Demacos, a woman, yes. CEO of the freaking company, Crazy. and I promise you, I promise you, that woman will talk circles around your fucking head about the game of football. So to to and, and there are countless others. I know you and I both have so many females in the fantasy football space that we respect that they put in the work that they sit there and watch the same damn tape yep. that you and I do to formulate opinions on players and just because we're males just because we may have played in college just because somebody may have played professionally does not mean that their opinion as a woman should be any less valued or taken with any, you know, slight just because they're a woman, man.
2: Yeah, and I think what you said is really important. You know, like you and I often talk about how I'll just kind of throw something out on Twitter just for fun, you know, just just trolling the Twitter space to see what happens. Um, I couldn't even imagine, you know, if some if some w- woman did that because the the weird thing about guys is like like you said, they feel threatened or something or what what it is, and they make yeah. stuff personal for no reason. People can have takes, they can have form their own opinions, but. Honestly, props to Paige, like when you talk about a trailblazer in the space, you think about um, Liz Loza as another one who's just massive at Yahoo, like doing amazing things. And as well to see all these women putting on and shouting out and recognizing other women in the space trying to make trying to make their own. It's really, really incredible to see them kind of band together um, against the man and uh, all the junk, that, all the junk that gets thrown their way, whether it be on Twitter, on social media, whatever, um, simply because they don't look like them. is just madness.
1: Yeah, man, our man, Scott Fish, Scott Fishbowl, um, one of the biggest, probably I say one of the biggest, the biggest fantasy football event geared around a, a charity in, in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not, that's not hyperbole. Like the biggest fantasy sporting event as far as a gamer for the, for the fantasy football side in yeah. the world, Scott Fish puts this on and there were some things that happened and he decided, or he's, he's thinking about changing the theme from a musical theme uh, with artists, you know, to influential women in the space. And I think that's a hell of a gesture. It's a great idea. And I think props to, I just want to say shout out to all the women out there, man. Like they're, and things are starting to change a little bit, right? We're seeing uh, females go out and participate at the division one level. There was a kicker from Vanderbilt uh, last year, Sarah Fuller, who scored, first woman to score points in an NCAA division one game. And I know a lot of people were like, ah, man, that was just for show. Like, dude. Progress is progress, man. if it were so easy to go kick field goals, then then why didn't I do it? Why didn't you fucking go do it? Why didn't you go to Vanderbilt and get on the field and kick, and kick a field goal? Like, we're seeing progress, and I feel like men or people who use race, gender, religion as insults, they got things going on inside of them Mm -hmm. to where they have to stoop to the lamest form of an insult that there is. And really, that's really what it is, man. It's goofy clown shit when you have to insult somebody that their intelligence is lacking because they're a woman. Or you use a racial slur to get at me. I'm going to get you, Ray. I'm going to call you the N-word and I really got you. Like, yeah. Really, bro? You think you really think that that is what cuts and hurts me deep at night that I'm just going to be just devastated because of that? Like, that's lame. You're a clown. Yeah. You're an absolute goofball. If you're the your only insult to attack a woman who's giving a football take. Oh, you're a woman so you don't what do you know about football? You're a clown, bro. Straight up goofy ass red nose, white paint on your face, blue blush around your eyes, clown. Straight bozo.
2: You couldn't have said it better. Honestly, man, I'm like, damn. Couldn't have said it better myself. It's a perfect way to put it.
1: All right, man. So just real quick before we get out of here, we're on yeah. episode 4. Black box show feedback has been good, man. How are you personally, like, just in life? How are you doing, man? Um, from just a mental space, you know. We talked about, you know, checking in with one another, communicating with each other, and just talking real shit on this show for the people who watch it and enjoy it. And I'm I'm so happy with the feedback, and I, I'm sitting here asking you a question, but I'll, I'll kick it off, right? Like, yeah, right, r- right now, man. We're, I'm good, man. I think I think life is good. Um, there have been some difficult things that have popped up in in our family situation um, here recently that 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 we have to deal with as, as a family, right? And it's it's being strong. It's it's being strong during during down times, man. Um, but ultimately, you know, when we when we wake up and we put two feet on the ground, we open our eyes, we can breathe, we can see. I like think it's a blessing, man. And we gotta try to make the best of what we have while we have it. Um yeah. a couple of my couple of my buddies, man, um, that I grew up with in high school, you know, some 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 very sad dates popped up, man. And, you know, they're not here with us. I look at pictures and cats that I grew up with, man, either not here, not bullshitting you, some of them in jail for life. Damn. Um, so to to be here right now and to talk to you and to have people who I don't even know I'll never meet you know maybe never even interact with uh, listen to this um, it, it's very humbling man but we're going through some stuff right now that's pretty heavy man so I'm, I'm in a good spot but uh, more so than anything I'm just I'm just trying to be grateful and thankful for 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 every single day every moment I have man so how are you personally in life?
2: Oh, uh, I'd say I'm pretty good. I'd say I'm pretty good. Um one thing I would definitely say is that with this pandemic and for people who don't know, you know, thank you for listening first of all, and thank you for you know hearing us out in our stories and you know everything we have to talk about. your support uh, really means the world to us, but you know, I'm going through the third wave in Toronto. We've been locked down honestly since November. Um, I was actually funny. I went out for a walk today, like just to the drugstore because. I couldn't even remember the last time I went outside. Like, no joke. I work on my computer most of the time. I don't have anywhere to go because everything's closed. Like, I couldn't even tell you the last time I really stepped out of the house beyond the driveway. Like, I'm the kind of guy that's been going outside to literally just see, is it warm or cold out? How's the weather? Like, you ever do one of those? You kind of just open the front door. You're like, hmm. Hmm. It's about, you know, 70 degrees outside. That's all right. (laughs) Like, like that's been the extent of me, like doing exercise or going outside. Um, But what I would say, you know, whether it's people like you and and for people who don't know, like Ray and I have never met before, like we are Internet friends in every sense of the word, but we formed a real bond. And like whether it's you or other people that I talk to daily, like very thankful for all of you and and those you watching, listening, you know who you are um, that I'm thankful for because we're on tough times, man, emotionally, mentally. Um, there's a lot that's going on. Like even for me, not really having a job, trying to find a way to make things work for myself, trying to change career paths, all of that. Like it's not easy to handle that mentally. And I I consider myself a fairly strong mental individual. I'm the kind of guy that no matter what's going on, man, I'm going to tell you I'm fine. I'm feeling good. I'm encouraged. Um, But but then when it all comes down to it, I have to reflect on myself and be like, was I really fine? Was I really okay? How can I be better? And I'm very thankful for everyone that I can talk to and be honest with and open up with if I am having problems, you know, and you're you're truthfully. You're one of those people that I've talked to about all kinds of stuff, like my own personal relationships, things going on in my life, my career. And and you've really helped to guide me uh, when I've been unsure.
1: Yeah, man. And I just (laughs) You know, it, more so than anything, it's for everybody listening, for myself, for you. You know, it's okay to talk about shit, man. It's alright yeah. to talk about it. everything. Every day ain't gonna be, you know, pie in the sky, roses and candy and all of that good stuff. It's gonna be some. It's gonna be some challenging moments. It's gonna be some difficult times. But there are people out there that that you know that love you, that care about you, that trust you, that believe in you. Uh, you know, a closed mouth don't get fed. You can't know what you don't know. Yeah. So if if you are going through things, there's nothing wrong with saying, "Bro, I just need a minute, man. Like it's it's been a long day, it's been a rough week. Uh, like I'm not gonna be able to make it. Make sure you take time for you. I talk about that a lot, man. Take time for yourself. There, are, there's there's one thing, and there are a couple of things in life, but time should be the most like precious thing. And what you do with that time, how you spend it, how you give it, how you distribute it—you know—it's—it's it's super valuable because we don't—we don't get any of it back. Every second that's gone, it's gone forever. We all got an expiration date, and we don't know when that's gonna hit. So please, please, please. Take advantage of the day. Take advantage of the time that we have. Tell the people around you while they're living that you love them, that you care about them, that you're thinking about them. And just know that there are people out there that if you need somebody to talk to, make sure you find those resources. Holler at those people. Open your mouth up and make sure they know that you need help or you just need to talk or you just need to vent. Man, that's real talk. That's real love. We appreciate y'all. Jay, that's
2: all I got, dog. Yeah, man. That's it. You know, this is a black box show. Sports, life, culture, um, raw, real. That's what it's all about, man. This is this is why we're here. This is how this show came about and can't thank enough to everyone for watching.